Blog Talk Radio.
Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Empress sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Empress sent you. Shave it, 
But that's not the issue. The issue is is he has exposed one of the biggest issues that we've talked about here on the Empire, which is mass incarceration of the black man. Now, whether you have someone in jail that you know, whether you know someone who knows someone, very far and removed, it is not. One in every three black men have either had some type of stint in the federal or the local uh, judicial system, and one out of ten is our counterpart. I mean, that, that's just unbelievable. The numbers are staggering when it comes to the number of men who are in jail, and I think there's 1.5 million black males in jail serving federal time, um, particularly federal time, and those charges are, have been exposed to have been extremely um, long. Now, listen, uh, I, I'm, it, it never fails. When I'm on the air, I'm on the air Someone tries to call me. I promise you, it never fails, and this is no exception. I'm on the air. Please don't call. It's like you you follow me in every other way of the world, but you don't follow that I have a talk show that airs mostly on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but for some reason, you know, it's beyond me. But that is that is a great show uh, a show of uh, uh, of historic amounts. Uh, I think it would be. Great to show anyone of school age, I would say middle school at least, because I think it's effective and it can be a little bit scary for those maybe younger. But the truth of the matter is, is there are a lot of people in jail who are fathers, and 1.5 million is not a small number at all. And an overwhelming majority of those men in jail have sentences that are not equatable to the offense and a vast majority of those are nonviolent. And I, we've talked about that with uh, different persons on the on, on the empire here, and a lot of people seem to think that it's not a big deal. But we're going to try to delve over into that maybe later this week, maybe next week, but surely coming soon because it's very important that we address one particular uh, part of our social issue as a black family. I think the, the, the resolution of just, Presenting that male figure back into the home can be the beginnings of a difference in the uh, expectations of our uh, culture and expectations of our family and our children. It's been proven that men who are in the household where a father figure is present in the household, there's a much better opportunity for those children to do well, and um, they have a better educational experience and are usually more apt to get higher levels of education. That, that's not like a guess. That's just the truth. So um, it's not the stay for everybody. Everybody's not going to fall into that same realm, but it is the truth. Uh, and it's been uh, scientifically, scientifically made sound. So with that being said, that's what we're going to try to talk about in the near future. Coming up, though, on Thursday, not on the show, but on social media, I'm asking every woman that's got a pair of lips, and that should be all of y'all. I hope all, every woman that I know got some lips. And I'm talking about the ones on your face because tonight we are going to talk about sex, but you know some people just all you got to do is say some keywords and they go all the way to the other end. But this coming Thursday, we're going to be aware. We're going to per- participate in a very, very simple, simple uh, institution of standing against hate and hurt supporting those ladies who have who have been victim or who are still victim of domestic violence, those of us who have uh, become advocates for the voice of those who don't have one, 
as well as those of us who have decided to stand in the gap for those uh, who may not just uh, understand what that is. And love shouldn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. People make amends about, you know, love sometimes will take you to make you do some crazy things. Some things love just absolutely does not do. And one of those things is to hurt someone that you claim to love. So on Thursday, we're wearing purple lips, October the 1st, for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. October is Domestic uh, Awareness Violence Month. And so in honor of those who have lost their uh, lives to it, we want to uh, be at uh, homage. I guess homage is the right word, but there's nothing you can do once the body is in the ground. There's nothing you can resolve once there's someone who has been lost to domestic violence. But you can keep this from happening again by being vocal. Uh, the, the the hand black dot is very, very non-vocal and a very easy way for persons to signify their um, allegiance and their uh, wanting to support ladies who have who have succumbed and who do still endure domestic violence. But very simple. All you got to do is have a pair of lips on Thursday, wear a purple lipstick, post a picture, tag myself, and we're going to make a collage of that at the end of the month of October. I post my lips on a regular day, so I don't see why there should be an issue with posting our lips in memory of, of those uh, that we want to support for the fight against domestic violence. So I've tagged a lot of people on Facebook. I've uh, also entered that on uh, Instagram, and I'm going to try also to do the same thing with regard to other social media types. And you can do it yourself. Add your friends. Ask your girlfriends to do the same. We can have pictures that flood the Internet, just like we do for everything else. I mean, we had rainbows when it was the gay people. We had red, black, and white when we were standing against uh, racial injustices. And, and now all we're asking you to do is post some purple lips, purple color at the least. Uh, but that's what we're going to do on this coming Thursday. Um, also in the news that I had addressed with regard to love, it was kind of sort of related to love, and I, I wasn't really sure. I was like, what is really going on? with this story out of Georgia. Now, I did not, and I purposely did not, look at the story of Yvonne and Zachary Aaron, who are residents of the Atlanta, Georgia area, uh, who went on Good Morning America today, obviously, and it, it well, it actually aired on today, uh, recanting or kind of giving a national address to uh, the public about their brutal attack against themselves by their sons, their sons being age 17 and 22 years old, on September of the 15th, brutally beat and stabbed their mother and father. Uh, the mother and father used some sort of tactics, which I did read the story when it first happened, and it had to do with manipulating the sons into separating them where the mom was able to leave one area of the house, go down into the basement, call 911, and they were rescued uh, from that, but uh, there was an actual plan. There was an actually act. There, there was the actual act happening when the police uh, showed up, and and since you know it's it's done, I, I'm confused at at where love comes into this. But the mother and father both were on uh, Good Morning America. The father said that the children had a bad moment and that they've communicated, that they love their children unconditionally, they forgive them, and what they're asking is that people not uh, 
understand um, that they do understand that they they uh, have maybe differings of opinion, but that people don't know their sons is what they said. People don't know our sons, and I ask people to take it personal. And would you actually do this for your son? And you know, I had to sit and I sat and I had to think. I didn't have to think real long. Okay, for, okay, I'm not judging, and I'm not even um, saying that what they say are is wrong. But they pose the question in their interview is, would you do this had this been a relative of yours or a child in your own care? And I can easily say, if a person related to me treats me with the dignity of a stranger attempting to take my life, it doesn't even matter that you're related to me anymore. The communication is obvious. I don't mean enough to you to live. There's something that you're trying to take from me called life. And I don't think that that takes a whole lot of question for that. I'm not confused at all. Thank you for that. Because I think that it's really simple. Like, they're making this very, very difficult. I don't know that it's difficult. Maybe I'm being simplistic about it, but I have the same sort of stance on a lot of different issues, and I don't think that the idea of there being a relative involved in this attempted murder making any difference. The death would be, would have been just as uh Damning, um, the 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 law would not have taken into consideration that they had taken this person's life over a, a non-relative's life. So why in the world? I'm just going by this. I don't understand it. I'm not really sure what's really going on, but there obviously is something else going on. And a lot of people seem to understand that the same way as I did. There is something that's not being. Um, uh, is, is, is there something that's not being divulged? I mean, it's obviously something being hidden. And, you know, people can always make uh, assumptions when they don't have all of the facts or when they present the facts in such a way that it benefits only them. And I don't think particularly that love does that. We're going to talk about love and sex tonight. But one other thing that just was recently shared, it just popped up on my my, my phone, um, I you know, I know I'm outspoken. I know that I have a lot to say a lot of the times, and I don't mean to offend anyone, and I don't mean to take things out of context. Uh, Some of what I say on the empire, some people could probably formulate that I am some level of bitch, that I'm some level of inhumane, that I have some level of not being a caring person, but it's not necessarily the the, the truth. I think you have to know a person before you can make any judgments on them. And I was on my inbox when I got home later this evening, and I had a couple of people that were trying to add to be friends. And I'm very, you know, kind of skittish about adding people that I don't know where they came from, I don't know who they came from, because I think the association sometimes gives me a little bit more ease, okay? So I'm on the inbox, and I'm looking on the inbox, and um, I looked, and I did see the ad, and then I went ahead and continued cooking because, of course, my son couldn't eat something really simple. He wanted some lima beans and some mashed potatoes, and he also wanted some fried chicken. So that's what I brought down yesterday, so that's what we had. So I was in the middle of doing that and doing this, and I think that it looks like a lot of the times that I'm constantly on Facebook, and sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not, but this particular person had no connections to me had no relationship to me from anybody else. I was really kind of not really sure 
who they were and where they came from, right after the ad came, you must not want to be my friend because you haven't added me. I was thoroughly confused because I think that it's very difficult to, you know, I don't think in real life that people say the things that they would actually post. I mean, I tried to live by etiquette, and I've been kind of funny. One of my friends on Facebook says that I'm, I'm, I'm cute with saying certain things by etiquette, but I think that when you post something, on the wall is no different than what you post on the inbox. It's just seen by fewer persons. Um, there's some, th- and you know this whole thing about Facebook starting to charge for you being free um, or, or, or for you being private. Like it scared the bejesus out of a lot of people who are obviously doing some things on the inbox that they don't want us to know about, and that's cool. Like I don't even pretend to you. Because I'm not going to lie to you. That's one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, I may not answer you about certain things that I don't think are any of your business, but what I will not do is pretend as though um, I've not shared some things or said some things that I didn't necessarily want to say to someone else. But I I wouldn't get all frazzled about Facebook because Facebook is no different than Ashley Madison, is no different from any other entity. It's hackable. It's been proven. And I think that before anybody gets divulged or anybody gets to that extent, we'll do just like we did yesterday. A lot of the Facebook was down for an hour. I I didn't have that issue, or maybe I was doing something during that time. Facebook was down for a full hour, and people were, like, freaking out, like, what's going on? Something's going on. They're going to see my nudie pictures, okay? I'm going to be the first person to admit that I have used the inbox probably inappropriately. So can't nobody nail me to the cross and say that I'm just better than them and that I haven't done something that is maybe not something you would want to do. But I don't do it casually. Like, everybody can't get my dude. Everybody can't get my tattoo picture. Everybody can't get my picture, you know, when I think I'm sexy and hot and loving or whatever. Everybody can't have that. But if you are dealing with someone that you don't know on a social media feed, you get what you ask for when you deal with people in that way. Because just because we have 50 friends in common, just because we like the same food, just because we watch the same shows, does not mean we know each other. Okay? No mean it. You can give me a lot of applause. <laughs> we do not necessarily know each other just because we have those things in common, but I do want to say this. The commonalities that you have with people should give you an idea of maybe how to approach that person. It's a way that we do in regular life. You know, you're not at Costco trying to holler at somebody at Walmart. It doesn't happen that way. So if you have something in common, at least start at that point to just come into someone's inbox and just start telling them you just you just not friendly. You are just not a friendly person because you have not added me. I wanted to say, Negro, I just looked on there, and who are you anyway? And instead of doing that, I just have gotten really, really good at hitting my delete button. Do you like your delete button? Oh, oh,
this is a sort of therapy for me where I went from being able to talk about anything to talk about nothing to now talk about things that have some substance. So I want to share that with you. The way that I identify you is the last four digits of the phone number that you're calling in on. It is never, listen, 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 Linda. It is never a way to embarrass you. It is never a way to out you. It is never a way for you to feel like you can't say exactly what you need to say, but we just ask that you be respectful of others that are talking and others' time. And tonight we're going to talk about sex, and everybody loves sex. I love sex. You love sex. Everybody loves love. I think everybody loves love. So I asked a simple question of some of the people on my inbox, and I said, "Um, what's the difference between love and sex? And believe it or not, some people just were just like beside themselves. They weren't really sure. I'm not sure if they knew the right that I thought that I was looking for a particular answer. I wasn't look I just want to know what it is for you. Do you know the difference between love and sex? Is there a difference between love and sex? So I'm gonna just ask that of you. When I call the last four digits of your phone number, if you hear it and you don't want to talk, just say I don't want to talk because talking to dead air is kinda of really weird to me. I I can talk. I can talk to a wall, but I would prefer to talk to you. First first call is seventy eight ninety six. Are you there and can you hear me? Hello. You have to take yourself off of mute. Say it again. Okay. <laughs> you have to take yourself off of mute. Can you hear me? And I see I hear a little bass, so you can hear me clearly now, correct? What was that last for? Do you prefer love or sex? Let's just get to the question. Do you prefer love or sex, or are they the same? I don't know that I'm speaking out of turn, but, you know, uh, I think love and sex at the same time, that way we can make it. Okay. Okay, so love and sex at the same time. 9124, love and sex at the same time or two different times? Uh, I guess two different times, you know. Love is, is, is a little bit different, you know. You can show somebody love by doing different things, but sex is like a, a physical act. But, you know, it's a little bit of the same, but not exactly the same. Ooh, not exactly the same, a little bit of the same. Maybe we can show them at different times. 6221, love or sex, or are they the same? Because we're going to learn about them in case you don't know about them. 6221, what you think? Um, love and sex are two different things. Love is that emotion or deep attraction, um, an, an affection, I mean. Um, sex is an actual act of some kind. So it's a physical thing, um, but love is more of the emotional um, connection. Ooh, that was kind of deep. See, I see, I, I, and I, you know, I'm right now I'm not surprised, and I don't want anybody to leave the line. And when I call the last four digits of your number, we want to just ask you just plainly, just from the top: love or sex? Are they the same or are they different? Does it matter? Five one seven four, love or sex. Hi, this is Mr. L. I'm calling in. I think they are completely different. This completely is cool. different. Mr. L. Lawrence Adams. Hey, <laughs> Lawrence hey, Mr. Adams. L. 
Mr. Lawrence Adams. And listen, Mr. Lawrence Adams, we're going to keep your line open just because I think sometimes you kind of cool me down because, you know, when I talk about love and sex, I just go all the way to the tangent. And I don't want to do that tonight. I don't want to, I don't want to divulge too much information, even though I think all of us probably kind of sort of have the same likes, desires, and those sorts of things. 89, 84, are you there? Can you hear me? Love and sex. I can, but I'm just, I'm neutral. You neutral? I'm just going to listen okay. tonight. Okay, that's fine. It's fine if you just want to listen, because I'm going to tell you, when when we talk about sex, and Mr. L, we're going to introduce some of the other callers that are back on earlier once we get a little bit deeper into the conversation. Why is it that people are a little bit pulled back about things that pretty much are universal, both sex and love. Like, what is the deal, or are we just confused about articulating the difference, or do we even know it? What, what do you think? Well, there is there is a difference. I was listening to um, a teacher just the other week, and he said something very interesting. We have been taught to shame around sex which is sex is something that's natural, beautiful, and it's enlightening. And what happened is in our culture that we live in, we've been taught that it's a shameful act and that it's something to hide and we're not to talk about it or even bring it up. And if we do, we giggle and laugh and, oh, you shouldn't say that. But sex is one of the most beautiful things that you can, uh, that you can do. Now, Sex and love, are, of course, are not the same thing. You can be in love with somebody. doesn't mean you have sex with them. Ooh. Now, see, there but you, you can, go. See, but then you can have sex with somebody that you're in. You can vice versa. So, but the beautiful thing is, is when, you, uh-huh. when you're in love with somebody and you make, and you make love to them, that includes sex. Mm. Yeah, that sounds so beautiful, and it sounds like a car. Like, I could be probably a poster baby for Hallmark or something because I think that is true in a lot of the cases, but in a lot of other cases, people are just doing stuff, and they don't know why. Now, I asked several people, you know, who obviously, and I say obvious because I think it's obvious when people are very casual about what they like and what they post. And I'm just going to let me use me as an example because I'm not calling nobody out because I am not a uh, non-sexual being. Um, I appreciate our caller earlier who said I'm just going to be neutral. And, and I understand that because I do know that a lot of women in particular are shamed for being sexually aware, sexually alert, sexually charged, it's almost taboo, not almost, it is taboo for women to know exactly what they like with regard to sex. So I just went straight to the men because, you know, the men, they'll tell you anything. I tried to ask the women. The women didn't really ask a whole lot, and the women went into the the whole conundrum about, oh, if he loved me and he's the father of my children, and if we have a long relationship and blah, blah, I just asked you, why do you have sex? That was the question. Why do you have sex? And sex is defined as the basic human act. It's a universal uh, happening of intimacy and pleasure. Pleasure was the biggest definition, the majority of the information out on the World Wide Web with regard to sex. And people were just asking, why do you have sex? Now, let me tell you what they told me. 
and we're going to go back mm-hmm. through this list of people and see if they can just tell me why. But this is what some people say. Actually, this is a real response. I just laughed because I said, why do you have sex? And he said, because. <laughs> I said, because what? I said, I said, because, what? Well, he said, just because. Because I can. I have sex because mm-hmm. I can. Then I had one person mm-hmm. that said they do it because it's fun. I couldn't believe. Now, I'm not talking about no 22, because <laughs> y'all know I'm a stickler about age, and I don't think mm-hmm. you can ask something of someone who hasn't been here long enough. So I'm not, I don't think it's fair to ask a 22-year-old or 21-year-old who just discovered they have a penis or a vagina to ask them about sex because they're going to say something like that. I'm talking to people who are of the same age as I. I'm real right. I'm almost 50. I'm 42 years old. So I think that's pretty much in the between of the ages of persons that I asked. I think the youngest person I asked was 33. The oldest Mm -hmm. person I asked was 53. Um, I couldn't find anybody older who didn't think I was trying to come on to them, and then I started getting these little appendages in my inbox. I didn't ask for your poo-poo. But, yeah, for fun, um, one particular person had a long dissertation about this is what I do to please my partner. She's a well-rounded person. (laughs) I'm not making this up. And I would screenshot it, but that's not fair, and that's like breaking some kind of moral code that I have unless you piss me. Now, I ain't going to do it if you piss me off. I'm just saying, like, like some people be tripping on Facebook, and then they want to act like they just, I just mean, no, you was cussing me on this thread, and I'm going to show the world why you cussing me. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he said he was doing this to please his partner. Others said it feels good. And the saddest thing that I got as an answer was that they have sex with women because they pity them. Oh, my God. I was shocked out of my, okay, and let me just add a little bit to this. And and, and this is not to shoot at married people, because if if you're married, I think you should be having sex. I think you should be having a lot of sex. If you're married, I think you should be having sex whenever somebody wants some. I just think that you should. But I also think that single people should also have sex as well because it's just a natural happening. But I was shocked. This was a married person who told me that they were having sex with their partner out of pity. I was blown away by that. Like, it, it, I could not believe that a person in 2015 felt like you were gifting somebody with your PP. Like, they, I, I'm, I'm gone by that. Now, first of all, What's your reaction, Mr. L, before we go back to the phone lines? Because I know that some people may not even know why they're having sex, okay? Well, I'm, I am, like, I'm like taken back that you have them that a person will have sex out of, out of pity. They have missed the whole beauty. I always, I'm saying it's beauty because the most beautiful thing to do is to have sex. It's that when you exchange is exchange of pleasure. You're pleasing her, and she's pleasing you. So it's it's, it's, two, it's, a, it's a two-way street that's going on. So I think a lot of people have been misinformed, watching too much porn, um, mm. l- doing doing things that that misinformed by uh, by a long mile about what sex is. Sex is something. Mm. It's a basic need of every human being. And when you realize that and you don't deny that, then you can make a choice whether you're going to walk in it or not. But it's a basic human need to connect with someone on that on a on a sexual level. It's, mm-hmm. When we try to make it a sin or we try to make it um, 
uh, something shameful or something that we should not do, that's when we miss the nuance of how beautiful it is. Mm. Well, it's beautiful. You know, I don't, you know, sometimes I just say a little bit too much. So I'm going to go on and go back to the lines before I over-talk, you know, say I'm, a little I'm bit too to, much. I'm trying to be what I'm saying, too. So don't, um, <laughs> I, I'm trying not to let it out. But sometimes, let me, can I say this? Some people, some, yes. some, some people, you know what, sometimes sex is not about the love. It's not about the, the flowers growing. Sometimes you just want to do it just to get it out the way. I need to do this right now. Ooh. You want to screw somebody. Ooh. Just cut it, just cut to the Ooh, chase. Listen. Okay, because that's women, one of the other women, women don't do and that. men. Women and men. So, women uh. stop. Some some women need to. Um, men and women need to stop pretending. Mostly women, because of our way of our double standard or women, that they shouldn't do that. Some women just want to do it, plain and simple. But uh. they can't do it because of double standards. Right. Right. Because if, if if everybody knew she was doing it, they would call her different names. They would make her feel mm-hmm. shamed for having a basic desire. And the and, and it's written down here too. There was uh, one one male, which I think one female who tried to you know get more information about it alluded to it. It's a release a release of anxiety. It is one of the easiest ways he said to just feel better about himself feel better about uh, things that he could not change. Um, one guy said it was just pure survival. Like, he was doing it just <laughs> He said, I got to do it. If I don't do it, something's wrong with me. And any man, he said, any man that does not do it is something wrong with him. Now, I don't particularly agree with, you know, that you just, like, if it becomes to where you cannot function without doing it, I think, yeah, there's a problem because it has the same potential as other things um, that you do in excess. And uh, one of my Facebook friends actually posted uh, 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 something that I wanted to read, and now I can't find it, but we'll open up that. We'll I'll try to find that before we end the show. Zero nine one eight. are you there and can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. I hear you. Okay, why do you have sex? Just get right it then. <laughs> right, right. You ain't got to tell me who you are. I don't know who you are, and if I do know who you are, it doesn't matter because your truth is your truth. And I, and I, let me say this before you answer that: when people tell their, I'm serious. This is so I'm so serious right now. When people tell the truth, it actually opens up communities for people to feel regular because some people feel like something is wrong with them when they're just normal. Like, this is such a normal conversation tonight about sex and love. Everybody says they want it. Everybody says that they need it in both areas. Now, we're talking about sex right now, but it's the truth. It's just basic biology. Can you tell me why you have sex? (laughs) When I was having sex, uh, I was having sex because – of most of the reasons you guys named, it is it is indeed an excellent uh, stress reliever, and it is mm-hmm. a great form of intimate communication with your partner. There's so much that words can say, and there are some things that are best expressed physically. Um, mm-hmm. So when no, I was, uh huh. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was saying, so when I was doing my thing, that was why I was doing my thing. <laughs> you know, there's a great okay. connection that happens when you're when you're exchanging physically. Okay. And because it is a physical exchange, and just like Mr. L said earlier, it's a natural exchange, and women particularly 
are made to feel like this exchange, like when I was participating, you, you're, you're speaking of it as if it was is like something that's wrong with it for having that basic need. But if we were talking about breathing, or who, and, and I'm not trying to equate the two to be exactly the same, but it's just as natural as breathing. It's just as natural as hygiene. It's just as natural as providing food for yourself when you're hungry. Why is it that... What Miss and what is it that men get over that women don't, or is it just a social thing? You ask, you asking me that? Yeah, because y'all. Uh, what is men? I don't. I don't. Well, if I'm, let me let me say this. I can't speak for. I'm gonna say this. I can't speak for every man and what they do behind closed doors. I can only speak for myself and my experience. So when I when I go and when it's when it's time to do that. My thing is I'm going to please you to the point where you're not going to be able to um, – uh, you're going to well, enjoy it immensely. Well. So, okay. So, I think, okay, because – so it's, it's, it's something that you're trying to convey, like she said, in a language that's nonverbal, and it's really it, – does it become a feeling and an emotion? Because that's what love mm-hmm. is. Cause let me go ahead and define what love is. Love is said to be a variety of emotions. We all know that there are different types of love expressions, but love is a variety of different feelings. Emotionally strong attachment is one of the definitions for it. And then it also says it's synonymous with having allegiance, having a crush, having fidelity to, having passion for, or affection or adoration of. So if this is just, if sex is just an action that expresses a nonverbal emotion, then why should we feel bad? Why do men have the issue? Let me just say that because we're going to go back to the phone. Why do men then have the issue with saying, I love you, even if it is that through that sexual expression? Why is that not? on the same keel, because women, I think, find it easy to say, you know, I'm having sex, you know, and a lot of women alluded to that in one of my uh, closed rooms, uh, you know, women have sex with people that they love or, or that they're in a committed relationship to, so they have that's these boundaries not, of expression. Go ahead. That's not the truth. <laughs> I know it, but go ahead. That's not the truth. A man can have um, a man can have sex with a woman and not have it be there be no emotional connection with her. Mm-hmm. And the same thing. Some her? women have some some women can do the same thing where it's just the act that you after and not the and not so much the connection for us with emotional wise. And so what happens is a lot of people pretend that they're just having sex because I'm in love, I'm in a committed relationship, or I'm in a boundary. And that's not the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is you want to have sex because the because it's fulfilling a basic human need. And when we deny that and when we say that's not true, we make up all these wonderful things that sounds good so everyone doesn't look at us strange and say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way, you shouldn't think that way, when reality is, you do need to fulfill that basic sexual need. And when you when you deny that, you actually um I give you the example. When when the big thing with um some priest or something like that, when they deny the basic need, they normally go around and do something that's abnormal because they deny a basic need that is normal. Mm. 
See, there you go. All on my paper, you ain't never seen it. The thing is, is that is the truth of anything. If it is, if mm-hmm. it is a necessity of life, if it's a necessity of survival, and you have either an emotional or a moral code that keeps you from doing that, then you will become immoral in some other way. Is that not correct? That is true. You're some way, some way or some form, you're going to somehow you have to say, how, you have to get that need um, met. And what happens is you're, you may take it out on food. You may take it out on smoking. You may take it out on shopping. You may take it out on um, driving around and going hanging out with your boys. You may, some kind of way you're going to try to fulfill that need by doing other things that you may go to the extreme at when you can just basically say, hey, I have this need. And once you look at that and say, yeah, I have it, now I have a choice whether I'm going to do something with it or take that energy and use it another way. Well, it's so funny. I have girlfriends who have no problem with, with talking with me. And I love talking with my girlfriends because I think guys do the same thing. We just do it in different ways. And there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with understanding what your body is calling for. If you, now I love to take it to medicine because that's what I do. I, I love explaining to people certain things of why their body is doing a certain thing because it's asking for certain things. Now, nobody has a problem with when you sweat out all of your sweat that you're thirsty because they understand that you're replenishing what's left out of you. Um, But for some reason, something that's devoid, you know, a lot of black people are devoid of vitamin D. You know, we just don't go out in the sun. 90% of the problems that we have is because we just don't go out in the sun because we don't Mm -hmm. think we need it because we already dark. Okay. But Mm -hmm. when, you treat someone with vitamin D and suddenly all of their symptoms go away, they're thinking like, oh, my God, this is miraculous. No, it's just basic. It's just basically understanding there's an exchange for certain things. Now, I want to get back to the lines because I don't want anybody to drop off, but women for some reason feel more comfortable just letting that be. Uh, 6221, is there anything you want to add before we talk about sexual desire versus this love and sex thing? Six two two one. I hope she. I hope she must be taking notes because she's not answering the phone. Let's go to another line. Ninety one twenty four. Are you there? And can you hear me? Do you want to add anything to the conversation? Is there something that you totally disagree with or totally agree with with what you've heard so far? Ooh. I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess they. they what did I do? What did I say? I I I didn't um, say or do anything out no, of order this, this time. No, nah, this is awesome because a lot of times we have been we have we and I know I was at one time we we're in a shell when it comes to talking about sex and love, especially sex because we've been so taught that it's something that we don't talk about in public. We talk amongst ourselves or in a you know or in a group or something like that, but to talk openly about it. It's actually mm-hmm. it actually frees other it actually like you said earlier it actually frees other people when you can say hey you know what I enjoy it I I mm-hmm. I enjoy this I enjoy that about it when you can say that and be free about it you actually liberating yourself to not be ruled by it right right it, and oh my god that see to me that's the the biggest thing is when you and it's almost. Uh, uh, the, the best example is like with children, not with sex 
having children, but children, period. The thing that you make them and force them to skip over is the very thing that they almost have a natural bone desire for instead of addressing what is behind the drive to have that thing. And that's what is defined. I didn't define it. This is what is just already there with regard to sexual desire. Now, sexual desire is the desire for contact mm-hmm. with another person, whether it's through their mind or their body, that fulfills the desire. But if you cannot articulate what your desire is, then you'll be just hunching on everybody and just loving on everybody. I have never met so many people who have fallen in love with words or fallen in love with ideas or fallen in love with things, um, um, (laughs) fallen in love with things that have to do with finding what that desire is. But once you find that desire, I think it's easier to quench that thirst. Now, I want to open the lines back up, and I did. I attempted to open the lines up a little bit earlier, and one of one of my friends is saying, you know, this guy is taking them all the time. And it's not that he's taking them all the time. He's usually my stopper to keep me on on focus on certain topics because this this was a particular issue, not sex and love, but just this topic with me because I wrestle with, with people understanding what I'm trying to convey. And I think sometimes people misunderstand and put everything under the same umbrella, and I think sex and love particularly is one of those things. Let's try this open line thing again. 9124, are you there and can you can you hear me? Ninety one twenty four, are you there? Can you hear me? Wow, no one wants to talk about love and sex. That's a I, wow. I, I know, and I'm this gonna is tell the you most something. beautiful thing. Woo! But see, and hello, people. Oh, yeah, there hello. you go. <laughs> I'm here. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Like like um, somebody said before, there's been a stigma attached to sex and acts of sex in this country in this society. If you go to Germany, Amsterdam, a lot of other places, they're more open with it. Sex is a natural function. It's just like going to the bathroom or anything else you need to do with your body. You need it. There's, there's no denying it. And there's nothing wrong with it. But a lot of people are raised to think that it's something bad or something nasty or you should do this or you should do it like that or everybody's putting their whole spin on it. But it's inevitable. You're going you're gonna, to, like the man said, you're going to do something to fill that void eventually. Okay, and, and this is one of the things that I kind of have been hush about, and I'm not going to tell you about my sex life, so that's not going to happen. So just stop holding your breath on that one. But what I do want to say is this, is that I have noticed that a lot of women in particular have decided amongst themselves or as a collection, I don't know, like they've gone to some little group meeting where it is cute to use sex as a weapon or a tool to try to demand a relationship or try to control a relationship or to try and uh, manipulate a commitment. Now, this not a day rule thing, and I know this is not, we're not talking about marriage in particular, but with regard to relationship for men, can you can you just share with us what you think men have to say about 
the difference because I asked some men, Mr. L, and they told me that mm-hmm. men just want sex and most men, now this is just one man who said this, but he said most men are having sex and they sex up on a loving relationship and they end up loving that person enough not to sex anyone else. Is that true? That's, that may, that's true in some situations. Now, you, you talked about a very interesting thing. Um, there's two different type of men. There are men who are driven by their sexual drive and there are men who are not who know how to put their sexual drive in their pocket. And what I mean by that, they're not going to allow the woman to use to allow the use to allow the woman to use sex as a tool to control the relationship or to manipulate them or to get the things they want. That man is more desired by the woman and she's more willing to give sex with him because she knows that now I cannot use this tool or she thinks that's a tool to control him. Now she has to come with something else to to come on this level or to, well, to to approach him on that level. And so that's the most interesting. When a man can put his sexual, I'm saying it in this way purposely, when he can put his, uh, put it in his pocket and not constantly, mm-hmm. hey, I want you to do this, he's actually a step ahead of a lot of men who wants to just do it, do it, do it, do it. Now you oppose, now you give a woman a challenge. Wait a minute. Why is he not doing like everybody else is doing? She's more readily if you look at hindsight, to give him mm-hmm. that if he know how to put it in his pocket. But listen, I'm this is game too, now. Now, 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 you, now you peeping game because I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm not the I, – <laughs> I know for sure because I, I, it's amazing being thrown back into the single world and back, I, you know, wanting to have a meaningful relationship on every level, friends, coworkers, like if if we don't have anything significant that feeds into the both of our lives or whatever, like I don't even really, I just don't have any space for those empty tight relationships. And when people understand that, or they peak your game when they know that there are certain things that will get a woman's attention. Like if I had a dime for every time I heard a man say, I'm a different, I'm a, I'm different from all the men, you know, I'm different from the type of man that you used to like, come on now. I mean, some of that has got to be game peeping. And I don't know if it's, you know, you know, the type of men that I, I, I think I know all different types of men. I don't think I have to go across the country to meet a different type of man, but I do think that men have game, like major game, and women have peeped that to an extent, and now they have determined to use the game against us because everyone, what woman wouldn't want a man who says, you know, we ain't got to, you know, we, we can just take it slow. You know, we we don't have to do that right now. But he trying to cook at his house, to me, it it says a lot of what you're not addressing because we're both sexually attracted. Like, if if you have sexual desire for someone and you are sexually attracted to them or you're just purely attracted to them and you're a healthy sexual person, I think it's natural to have a sexual attraction. So when you start talking at the side of your neck, and I know that that is not the truth. Then, I, to me, I think, I, and I'm I'm not I'm a novice. Like I'm not one of those women who peak game real early. They tell me that my game is my game recognition is bad. My gaydar is off. 
I ain't got a clue about some things because it's like written all over most people's face. Men are playing games, though. Men are playing, and I'm not saying that women aren't because I'm, I love the men and I love the women. But for as far as sex and love, if you just want to have sex with the woman, why confuse that with being loving if it has nothing to do with that? If, if you're not in search of that at all, why why is it? So difficult for men because you two have emotions, right? Don't don't y'all have them? Mm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure y'all have them. And you know, so I think it's about just being. I think it's about just being. If a man would just approach a woman, well, I think this is one of the things that some men fear. If you approach a woman, he's not going to just blatantly say, "I just want to have sex with you." Some I know some men who did that. But he said, "You know what? This is just what it is. They is just what we gonna do. This is what it is. It's nothing more and nothing less." She has a choice yeah. whether she can go along with that or she can say, no, that's not what I'm looking for. You're honest. But that's, too, the same with women, right? Because I don't know any women who say, I want you to buy me this purse. I want you to take <laughs> me to eat at Papa Do's. I want you to get my hair and nails done. I don't know women who are just that blatant that say that. And then I do know women who say, he's going to have to do this now. Nah. Because I know he won't sit. You know, like like it's a trade-off. Like, But if that's what floats your boat, I'm not saying don't get your hair done. I'm not going to lay with you unless I want you. Like, I, I, I have to desire you in order to be with you. And I think that's the truth of women and men. So I'm not sure if I can understand or if I can accept that uh, explanation, Mr. L. You would say she would... Some women, I'm just saying, some women will have. He would have to get it, get her hair done, buy a purse, do this, do that, in order to get some. That's likened to another person who um, who has another um, profession that walks the streets. Exactly, exactly. But but what what do you call the man who's willing to do that? Come on now. He's a thing. He's he's a whore too. He's a whore. He's a whore too. Because for for and 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 thing is, I think what happens more often than not is that that is just the truth across the board. It's some foul women and it's some foul men, and everybody still wants to have both good sex and a loving relationship. And when you mm-hmm. cannot meet the both, we have a men and women have a hard time distinguishing between what they're really desiring. Um, um, and, and, and Mr. L, I gotta go here because this is me. Because you know, I I, I talked with you earlier, this, <laughs> and I can't help it. I can't help it because I think it's healthy for me to just disclose. And no, me and Mr. L ain't doing nothing. But he is just my he is my Facebook pastor slash counselor slash big brother slash. I gave him so many titles this week, and it's because I can talk with him just like I have always known him and be just kind of transparent. And he just say you acting a fool. Today, Sharon, or maybe you need to sit back and reevaluate what you're saying because you're not saying the same things. And I know that for a fact, sex is just so simple. Like you, you say it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's something that is just so beautiful. People can't even say the words and those sorts of things. Not a whole lot of talking happens when you're having good sex, in my opinion. But if you get, if you ever got to that point you have had the conversation. Like you have had to have had 
some words exchanged, and when you have had that, the, the exchange of words, the sexist is going to come. But if you've had it in the wrong order, if you've just been doing the do, you've just been bumping ugly, ain't nothing, ain't nothing of substance been said. There's a void. There's a void. And I think my search is in the love department. As much as I don't, I didn't think I would, I know I love love, but I don't know if most women are there. Like they refuse to say that they need love. But they're easy to say in secret now. Now, men just holler to the rooftop. I need to get laid. Women don't say it like that. They say, I just need someone that's going to be there in the morning time, and I'm going to need someone who's going to hold me. When you're really saying, I need love. Is that not the same experience men have, or do y'all even do this? Because it, I feel kind of foreign sometimes talking to women because they're like, what is what are you talking about? Like you just need well, to get some pipe. Let me tell me. Well, I think I think what happened is I think it was a saying I remember um, learning. It says um, men give sex men give sex to women um, give sex to women for love, and women give sex to men for love. And so, in in essence, um, sometimes we 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 we, we misinterpret it too, and sometimes a woman. Um, for a woman, sometimes she just needs to just have sex, and it's not the love that she needs. She needs to get that physical need met, and so we or she will equate that. Well, I need to get love when that's not the case, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a man, he doesn't. He thinks that the only way that he can get love is by having sex, which is not true. Mm-hmm. So now we now we dove into what beyond the sexual part, dealing with what need is behind the sex? Because you can get all the sex in the mm-hmm. world, and you still feel you can still feel void because you have not right. went into the next level of love. And then we even talk about the spiritual side of it, where you end up mm-hmm. in the when you when you you having sex and you're in love, and then the spiritual side of it, when you lose yourself in the moment of making love with that person, and then the mm-hmm. emotions burst open, not talking about orgasm, I'm talking about the emotions burst mm-hmm. open, and when the woman mm-hmm. and the man begins to cry because of the pleasure and because of the oneness that you feel with that with that person. That's that's a whole other level that most people don't reach. And see, let me just tell you something. I'm about to cry right now because I don't know that any man is going to admit to that level of vulnerability and that level of spiritual awakening that can occur. Like, they want to just act like they're just trying to bust a poop. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, I'm just trying to get me. I'm just trying to get it in. Like if, and, and that's a line that I hate. I'm just going to get it in. You, what are you getting? Like, what, what, are, what are you getting? Because that, that suggests that you're going in and you're taking something from somebody or you're just giving somebody something, not even expecting a reciprocation of it. Like, I know that in love, and we've had this on the show before, and I'm not sure who did the series with me on the love uh, languages. We did all of them, Lewis and Agape, all of them. And love in and of itself, in its simplest form, even in its non-sexual, non-intimate girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife form, it's a reciprocation. Like, you cannot, even in the definition, 
make love to somebody who is not doing something for you as you are for them. Like people, I just want to make love to you. Boy, you don't even know me. So how in the world can mm-hmm. you give me anything and I give you anything? You just want to have sex. Like, like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I think we won't say clearly, but women on the average, and I'm not jumping on the women because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in that group. Like, we always try to add making love when we think it's of a certain significance, and you ain't getting nothing. And I'm not talking about orgasm either. I'm talking about he's not even serving you in Mm -hmm. your fullness in that love department or even in the sex department. Not when 70% of women ain't never had no orgasm. If we just talk about biologists, half of them ain't had no orgasm. Then the Mm -hmm. other half can't even say why they want to give themselves to this other person is just like open ended. Men get it, I think, a lot more often. I think men mm-hmm. even experience love a lot more often because they just put the sex in the sex box. They just do the sex part. They do it. Mm-hmm. Like they just go. Like women say, "Oh, I'm just going to get me some batteries." Because you know what? I was in that group. I was in the group where I would buy the 28 count instead of the 16 packs of batteries, thinking that that was going to do something. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not. It is not. It's not even a fair exchange. Mm-hmm. Let me hush and you this, tell me something about the man. That's, that's interesting. I remember an example that happened to something that happened to me. I went to a birthday party one time, and I really don't dance. I used to dance a long time ago. And I went and I got on the dance floor with um, one of the particular guests that was at the birthday party. And she began to whisper in my ear and say, I want you to follow me as I dance. I was like, okay, this this is going to be interesting. Okay. So we're dancing. We're oh, really wow. close. And she's, you know, very, um, her energy was very high. And she began to seductively dance with me. And the interesting thing, we danced for about an hour. And, you know, I said, okay, let me get some water. I'm, I need to relax. But this woman had, we did not have sex. But she mm-hmm. fed me sexually through the art of her speech and through her dance and through her energy that I was satisfied sexually without even touching her in a sexual way. Oh, wow. And so I, I, I had this. What was y'all doing? We were just sitting on the middle, we were in the floor, and she was saying, look, I want you to look, those women are watching you as I'm dancing. She was just dancing close to me, of course, and, you know, grinding a bit, but it wasn't over the top, like, you know, I'm about to do right. something. But it was, it was just, she was hurt. She knew how to tap into the sexual energy right. without the sex part of it. And I walked away mm-hmm. like, I just had, I'm like, I just got raped. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. L, that is so yeah. weird that you would say that because I can recall being at a party and I can recall having just, it was just like a unspoken something about how he was moving on the floor, something about how I was moving on the floor. We ended up moving towards each other and the energy was unbelievable. He whispered something else in, in my ear, too, and he said something, and it just did something for me. It, I, I don't know what it was, and it wasn't even something suggested. He said, I just love the way you moving, and that ain't even sexual. You know, we dancing. Everybody in here dancing, but for some reason it calls to something. Why are you laughing at me? Because this is such a real story, and I promise you, 
it went straight to that realm of oh my god like and his he was you know he was attractive or whatever and other women saw him dancing other women were even closer to him dancing but he chose me and then he had the nerve to tell me that I was like doing it for him like something else turned on like he could have really got it he he, he could have got it but we, it wasn't even you know he could have got it but it didn't happen. But it was just being in tune with what energy, like it was a feeding back and forth. He fed me, I fed him. Can you imagine? Can, I can imagine because I have imagined a lot of times what would have happened because the energy was there, the wanting was there, the exchange was there. We just didn't go there. And I think a lot of the, a lot of people need to know how to go there. We're going to end the show in just a little bit. I want to open up the lines for anybody who has anything to say at the end of the show before I go Empire 9124. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm just listening. Okay, just <laughs> listening. <laughs> because sex does this to people. It kind of takes things into a realm of having to be accountable for what you say you're feeling and for what you're saying you got want to do. We do it in other realms of, of our lives, but for some reason with sex and love, we just kind of let stuff go unchecked. 0918, do you have anything to add? Any questions? Uh, no, ma'am. This has been quite interesting. Quite interesting. Let me tell you something. We all can learn together, and you know that's what really should happen at an orgy. It really shouldn't be everybody just getting down. It really should be like, what do you do? Like, I'm gonna have a verbal orgy and see how many people show up with their little mask <laughs> and little mitts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm what's gonna happen? Seven, eight, hey, nine, six. Did you have anything to add to the conversation? Yeah, Empress. Uh, now. Um... Have you ever heard that saying, if you can dance, you can, I heard if you can dance, you can, you know, you can fuck? You ever heard that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, I have heard a lot. That. Yeah. So, so you know that, that, that little, that little uh, soiree you have with that individual, you know, that would have been an excellent experience for you in the sexual realm because, you know, y'all were vibing together, you know, a lot of people that you could dance with and everything. That would have been a, a an excellent sexual experience for you. But I want to add to this, like, you know, people don't ask this question because it's like it's, it's, uh, it's two separates, but it's a whole because you say, okay, uh, I want to have sex. Like, I like having sex with this person or I love this person. You know, or mm-hmm. I love this person that I like having sex with. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, sexual chemistry, you know, is on multiple levels because some people, you know, just enjoy having sex with somebody that they find that's attractive. It's not a matter of them being all good and bad, but you know, and some people not even attractive at all. They're just good. At, they're just good at what they do. They just know how to express themselves sexually. But, you know, when it comes to sex and love, sex is, is designed for two people, human beings, two human beings, male and female, to reproduce. It has nothing mm. to do with the feeling. So we have grown into the feeling and start associating the feeling with something acceptance when, in actuality, the only purpose for us to have sex is to reproduce. That's the only purpose. 
I, I do hear you on that, and and ooh, so I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. But you know, I do agree that procreation is the one of the major reasons for having sex. But as far as purpose, because purpose isn't defined as in a definitive is is not as definitive as the as uh, uh, desire. You know, like it's, it's 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 two different two different things. I do not talk about evolution and all of those uh, things, and I don't. I'm not a, a a scripturally sound person with regard to everybody's mode of thought and mode of scripture. I know what I've been taught, and I also know what is the truth of of existence. I'm not talking about what I desire. I'm just saying the truth of existence. I'm talking about basic biology, and I do just like it is. Also, uh, purposeful for you to check, you know, your blood pressure every day. You know, if, especially if you have a, a, a system of diseases in your family history and genetics to have high blood pressure. But that doesn't happen. But it doesn't make it wrong if you don't. You know, and I think when we start to say this is absolutely wrong, Mister L, you you about to say something? I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's I think that's one way one way of looking at it. But if there was no a mechanism of pleasure inside of it, I don't think people would even have sex. So that's part of it. And then two, I think someone someone like someone brought up earlier, you you do it because of it's a stress reliever, it's a way of bonding with someone. So it's multiple purposes along with child, of course, with. Um, you know, making a child with that for procreation, but it's also it's, it's, it does so many other things. It's a form of exercise. You're using your whole body when you when you do this. It's so many multiple purposes in it. And sometimes I think um, if it wasn't for the pleasure of it, I don't think everybody would be doing it because everyone's trying to get that one little pleasure, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, wherever minutes you need to take to get there, to get that one little pleasure. So if it wasn't a pleasure attached, I don't think it'd be nobody here. Well, I, 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 and, and we it would be like Jurassic Park. It, it, it really would. It would be Jurassic Park because I know that there are some things that are supposed to be, and I think that just you know he alluded to one thing about sex being between male and female. I do believe that that is the truth with regard to procreation. But the truth is, is there are some males and females who cannot make babies. So for them to not have sex at all uh, just because they cannot make a baby is almost like I, I so they're supposed to be married because I've known very religious, very self-governing people who have waited till they got married to have sex and could not conceive. And so if that is the full truth of why sex was created, then they can't have sex because they can't make no babies. So I think that sex is bigger than that. Zero nine one eight, did you have anything to say? Yeah, I wanted to piggyback off of what both gentlemen said. Uh, The gentleman who said that sex was uh, originally created for procreation, I agree with him. And just off of what I think you're referring to him as Dr. L said, there are a lot of things that are pleasurable that aren't necessarily good for us. So we can't just go off of pleasure to justify having sex. Um, Having a drink after a long day is very pleasurable for me, but that doesn't mean it's good for my liver. Smoking is very pleasurable for the smokers, but that doesn't mean it's good for their lungs or their tongue or the other parts of the body that smoking affects. So just because something is pleasurable or there's a burning desire to do it doesn't necessarily mean it's something good for us. 
anything can be overcome with training of your willpower in your mind. Hmm. Well, I think those are the bigger parts of the organs that we need to focus on. And before I go, Empire, Mr. L, did you have anything you'd like to say? You know, you're an unofficial co-host tonight. You know, anytime I, I talk about sex and love, I need somebody to just, I want to say gag, but you can't say gag on the sex and love show. You have to say, <laughs> I need someone to spot me. You can say nothing. You can don't say nothing because you can't say spotty. <laughs> okay. Did you have anything to add before um, I, I, quick commercial? In this? I, I don't know. This is just awesome. It's crazy because I just told you where I just. Where did I just come from, Empress? Where Where did I just come before I came to this, from this call? <laughs> you You came from church, but I'm gonna tell you. I you came I'm from church. I'm gonna tell you about that. I, Let me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about that. The church in particular, and I'm not even being facetious at this point, the church in particular to me is a place where the full throttle of your emotional and spiritual being should be addressed, and we don't talk about sex in church unless you're married. We act as if, it does, we act as if you don't have any desire unless you're married, like something's supposed to turn on at I do, and that is just not the truth. So, you know, I think it's, you know, we can't be talking about some of the stuff because I'm going to be respectful in the church, but the point that you're open spiritually and uh, emotionally from church, I think that just helped the conversation. If not, you know, I I wish that we could, (laughs) I wish, and I promise you, I really wish that people could stop pretending like it's going to self-resolve because this is not something that is, it's not a it's not a wrong. It is not a wrong. It is it is a way to learn self government. I'm not saying go get don't get off the phone tonight and just go make a whole bunch of calls. I'm saying that there are some things that you have to address or else they will not uh they do not self resolve. Quick commercial break before we go. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well that's where I am and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am The Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where The Empress Speaks, and the empire listen. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight, but nobody's going to change this but us. Okay, I'm trying to get the words in my head clearly because I don't want to say something that insinuates something different from what I actually want to say. It's very um, on time that he even mentioned that he was coming from church to do this show about sex and love. And one of the staples of any religious text or movement is that God is love. Now, I can't speak for Buddha or anything else, but I've even spoken with persons who are Islamic, people who are uh, Muslim, people who are Jehovah's Witness, and the staple of their God, my God, being love is just the end of it all. Now, If God is love and God is in us, then there are some parts of love that should be unquestioned, but there are 
also is some government that has to go around the expression of those things. Now, I do think that you, I think that more men than women can have sex without love. I do think that there is some truth, although I can't really understand how that can go, um, uh, if love purely comes out of rampant sex in the male uh, conundrum. But I do know that a lot of women have decided to grade the uh, response of whether or not someone cares about them by holding themselves back from uh, sowing their oats, from uh, tethering themselves to not addressing just natural desire for another person. Sexual desire is the desire to be in contact with another person's body that fulfills a bodily experience. That's sexual desire. But if you have the desire um, and you have the emotion and you have the want of that person, whether or not you touch them or not, in some literatures you've already in some ways had sex. Even the Bible says whatever is in a man's mind, so is he. So if you, I don't care if you ain't touching, but if you is constantly in your mind boinking me or you're constantly in your mind thinking of uh, that longing, you need to first understand what that is from because the sex is just the act or the expression of something that you're trying to have. Just like food, we even talked about it, food, alcohol, drugs, work, sex, cigarettes, uh, anything can be substituted for a desire that's gone unanswered, and sex is just one of those. And for some reason, well, not some reason, one reason is sex can uh, show uh, forth a reproduction, a procreation. You can, and, and so does a lot of other things. If you do enough sex unprotected, you get pregnant. If you do enough alcohol, you get cirrhosis of the liver. If you do enough work, you get high blood pressure and stress. If you do enough drugs, you become a, an addict. So my, my, my point in saying this is, is, is that is this. Until you heal the wounds of your past, you're going to bleed, okay? If you don't fix whatever the desire is or whatever the insult is, you'll continue to show the the repercussions of that. And in this instance, this was in a in a text that was sent to me, well, not really sent to me, it was uh, posted by one of my Facebook friends, and he said this. He said, until you heal the wounds of your past, you're going to bleed. You can bandage the bleeding with food, alcohol, drugs, uh, at work, cigarettes, and even sex. And eventually, all of what you use will ooze through those strains in your life and you will still be open up to that wound. Like that wound will still not be fixed. It says you must find the strength to open up the wound, stick your hand inside, pull out the core of whatever that longing is, that pain is, and then heal that, make peace with that, and then you won't have to substitute anything. Love will come to you. You'll be able to take a drink and not get busted drunk. You'll be able to, if you if you just have to smoke something and it not give you cancer, there's moderation in everything, and sex and love is no different. I think the core of everybody is to have love at some level, and I think that it is, um, and especially people who have been in committed relationships, particularly people who have had children, people who have been married, people who have been in committed type relationships, whatever level that is, 
for them to then leave that and then just become to themselves again, I think is not the pattern of life. I think that there are some people who were meant to be by themselves. I think there are also people who are meant to just be sexing and they ain't got nothing to do with love because they haven't found love within themselves. But I also think there are people who are so in search of love that they substitute everything and anything and forget that you've got to have, if it's sexual, if it's sexual, at least let it be safe. Anything that is in your past that has not been healed, it can come out in some other way, and it is going to. It Hell, I've told a lot of women, they were like, oh, why is your skin so beautiful? You must be having lots of things. God knows. I've purged out some of the things that I shouldn't have in my life, and then I've added some things that have healed and produced loving relationships. Like, I really like some of the people that I work with. Like, not all of them. But I love a lot of the people that I work with. All of my family, I have had resolution in the last several years with a lot of my family that needed to have happened years and years ago. You just get to a point where you need more. And that is the same thing in these relationships. You can screw all the people you want to. Men, if you think that you're going to get somebody that's going to just do it a little bit better than the last one, of course you will, but then after a while that won't be enough either. Women, if you think that hiding your little kitty box is going to make him commit to you, you crazy. What he will and may even do is not have sex with you, but he might go and get it from somebody else and then still marry you and then still have that, you know, you, well, then what you going to do? Now he can get it whenever he wants and he still doesn't have that completion. There is a dance. I think there is a dance. Once you are fully aware of what your dance routine is, just like we were out on that floor, not me and Mr. L, but me and this other guy, he was in Atlanta, and baby, we was doing it, baby, and it was going down. But it was simply because we were exchanging to each other. I was giving up myself to him. He was giving up himself to me. And until you understand that it has to happen in that way for everything to get full, then you're going to be lost. You're either going to be empty, giving all of yourself to somebody who ain't setting you, or you're going to be uh, giving something to someone who absolutely is being filled up from you, but you don't have nothing for them. Like, it has to be a dance. It has to be an exchange. And sex and love is no different from a lot of other yings and yangs that we have. I have, I wanted to play this song so bad, but I couldn't even get it to download, and it is called Bad For You. And if you if you can find it, I'll probably, it'll probably download after I get off the, off the line tonight, but it is a song for the Meat Meal and, and Nicki Minaj, and she says, I'm a good girl. I'm a good girl, but I'll do some things for you that I won't do for other people. Now, I don't know if that go with this thing, but I know that there are some things when someone is opening themselves up for you and you're opening yourself up for them, it's easy to find love in that place because to me that's what the definition of it is. Um, I won't do anything with anybody that I don't at least have some type of desire for. And if you cannot at least articulate what that like uh, desire is, you're going to keep just having sex. And you're going to be tired. And there ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to want you. But you'll end up being empty. You'll be empty because you'll be just giving and giving and giving and not understanding exactly what the needs are. Find your love, baby. Find your love. Good night.
tell the world what they need to know. No. I slave to myself, but you let me go. go. I tried getting high, but it left me low. You did what they could never do. You cleaned up my soul and gave me life. I'm so brand new, and that's all that matters. Uh. I, I ain't love you first, nah. but nah. you first love me. Come on. In my heart, I cursed you, yeah. but you set me free. Oh. I gave you no reason to give me new seasons, to give me new life, new breathing. No. But you hung there bleeding, you died for my lies and my cheating, my lust and my greed. What is a man huh? that you mindful of him? What? And what do I have? Nah. But your carrot kindness keep coming yeah. And your love is so unconditional Like it's butterflies in my stomach uh. I got the old me in the rear view That a 